Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's hot stove season in Major League Baseball, and for the first time in a long time, it looks like the Baltimore Orioles will be involved at some level. And Let's go out to the Ashley Furniture Guest Hotline, bring on MLB analysts for CBS Sports, for The Athletic, Sirius XM. It's Jim Bowden and Jim, good afternoon. Thank you, as always, for joining us. So what are you hearing? What are your expectations for the Orioles in free agency? Well, the Orioles have been extremely busy. Mike Elias has been everywhere, uh, practically talking to every team in terms of trades and talking to almost every agent in the industry. Um, They seem to have been focusing on right now on the second and third tier starting pitching market. In fact, they've been having Zoom meetings over the last week with several of those second and third tier starting pitchers. So they seem extremely serious. Uh, in their attempts to add at least a quality starter to their rotation. Now, I'm also told that they've had a lot of trade discussions regarding left-handed hitters, uh, both in trades as well as discussions with agents for uh, free agent players that are left-handed hitters. It seems to be uh, left-handed hitting is what they're kind of looking for. Now, what I've been told as I try to dig deeper Mm -hmm. um, is, they're very open in terms of where the left-hand hitter plays. In other words, what I'm hearing is uh, they're talking about left-hand hitters that can play either the corner outfield spots or second base or first base or DH. They seem really flexible but seem to be obsessed with getting another left-hand hitter to lengthen that lineup. So that's what I'm hearing out there in the market. But one thing's for sure, aggressiveness uh, would be the best adjective to describe Mike Elias here over the last 10 days. Interesting. Well, did you think somebody like Conforto could make sense for them? Absolutely. I think he can be in the mix. Yeah, I I think there's no doubt that um, Conforto, Andrew Benatendi, Cody Bellinger, Mm -hmm. who just came on the open market after being non-tendered, even Josh Bell could be in the mix here. Um, From the trade front, I've heard Jesse Winker of Seattle. I've heard Alec Thomas and Jack McCarthy of Arizona. Mm. So, look, they're, they're, they're out there. I mean, Michael Elias is spreading his wings. He is digging deep and grinding. But there's no, no, no doubt that the number one focus for them is that starting pitcher. I mean, they, 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 the, the way they're approaching this, I, I'd be surprised if they don't get one. And Jim, sticking with that, I was reading your mailbag for The Athletic this morning, and someone sent in, would the Orioles consider trading for a Pablo Lopez? And you responded that it would probably take a Cedric Mullins to be moved for that to uh, deal to come to fruition. Uh, do you think Mike Elias would do that? No, absolutely not. I wouldn't either. Um, what I've been told, because I asked the question to somebody with the Marlins, because I do think that's a fit. I like Pablo Lopez a lot in Baltimore. But their obsession, <clears throat> the Marlins' obsession is to get a center fielder back in a Lopez deal. That's what they really want to get back. Uh, they'll take a middle infielder um, that's elite in a Lopez deal, but they want top-level prospect there. Um, so I'm not really sure how the Orioles match up with them, 
um, unless they had Mullins in it, and I don't think they would consider Mullins myself, and I wouldn't do it if I were them. What about like Colton Kowser or like a Jordan Westberg as being sort of a linchpin? I don't know the answer to that, mm-hmm. so I, I I can't I can't go there. I just the impression that I got from the Marlins is that there were other teams that they probably matched up gotcha. better with based on their discussions. We're talking to Jim. But I didn't ask oh, them about Cal the prospects, or, or, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. We're talking to Jim Bowden's inside access here on the Fed. Jim, I'm just curious to get your impression. Uh, like this Orioles team surprised a lot of people a year ago. They've got legitimate pieces now. I would think they're at least trying to get an Adley Rutschman extension, at least talking to his representatives. Like, what's the impression around the industry on Elias and what he's done with this team? Uh, everyone's been really impressed, and they're on a path to not only win but to contend for a long period of time. This thing was built right. And it was interesting because while the Orioles were trying to build this team, there were other teams trying to do the same thing. Kansas City Royals, Detroit Tigers, Pittsburgh Pirates. But the Orioles have done it the best of that group. And the Orioles remind me a lot of what I witnessed when the Cubs, Nationals, and Astros were being built before they all won world championships. It's the same path. And that's why, you know, when you get to this point, you got to be careful. You know, I, I like the idea of continuing to build this team through the draft and through trades. And I would be careful in free agency to not add that final piece until you're ready to have it put you over the top. I'm not sure they're there yet. They are ready to contend, but I'm not sure over the top. And that's why it makes sense to me when I hear that they're probably not going to get the top tier starter, the Verlander, DeGrom, or Rodon. You never know. Don't get me wrong. You never know. You know, uh, but it makes sense to me because I don't think they're ready for that piece. But they they do need a Chris Bassett or you know a Jamison Tyon or or, mm-hmm. or a, a Cody Senghor or that, that kind of oomph for you know for for the rotation. Add that with a nice left-handed bat to extend the lineup, and uh, you know oh, that's a big step. But you know you got to continue to bring the players up in the system. But they have positioned themselves to me, to be one of the more exciting teams to watch over the next five years. And you mentioned it, Jim. Expectations are going to be very high for this team locally, uh, nationally. Are they going to win a World Series? No. But assuming they do go out, get that left-handed back, get some starting pitching, is it realistic to say that this team can take the next step and make the playoffs? Yeah, I, I think it definitely can. I think expanded playoffs help here. There's no doubt. I think the problem that you have, and you guys all know this, is you're in by far the toughest division in the American League, and that doesn't make it easy because, um, you, you know, when, when you got to play the number of games, uh, and, and the scheduling will help when it's not 18 or 19 times against each team, but it's a tough division, you know, and you've got the Yankees payroll and the Blue Jays payroll and the Red Sox payroll that you guys all have to deal with. Um, and you've got the Rays who are as smart as anybody in the sport and the way they run their business. So, you know, it's not going to be easy, but I do I do see the Orioles as a team that's going to be in a mix. If I had to put a timeline on it, I would say 2024. Mm-hmm. I normally would say 2025, but I'm going to move it up a year based on what I saw this past year and, and the great job they've done in drafting the last couple of years. So I think I think they'll contend in 23. I think they're a playoff team in 24 for sure. 
You mentioned Senga, and one thing we've been remiss on this show and not talking about enough is the the international market and some of these players who are being posted in different leagues around the world, Korea, Japan. Are you picking up any buzz on the Orioles do, doing at least their due diligence on some of these guys? Uh, definitely, uh, yes, I'm, absolutely. I'm, I'm hearing that they're much more involved than they've ever been before, uh, that ownership is Elias the freedom, and, and he and – and the group that he's got are everywhere. That's what I keep hearing everywhere. They're like octopuses, <laughs> and they and and they literally have their hand everywhere. I mean, every time I talk to a GM or an agent, the Orioles come up. They're there. They're on top of things. So this is to me one of the more exciting general managers in terms of his preparation and his work ethic since Pat Gillick was running the Orioles. Huh. That, that's that's kind of how I view Mike. I, I have a lot of respect for him. I love what he's been able to do, and I, I love the fact that he doesn't mind ever going against the grain. And he's made a lot of right decisions in his career that people don't know about behind the scenes, and he, he goes against the grain a lot, and he's right an awful lot. And that's a really good trait to have when you're the lead baseball decision maker. Jim, I can't let you go without asking about one of the big fish. Is it, are the Astros going to let Justin Verlander go? The the uh, I, I I wouldn't say let him go. Well, get, yeah, I, I can't tell you what Jim Crane, the owner, is going to do. He's the GM now. He's the Jerry Jones of Major League Baseball. So he's acting as the GM. He's making all the decisions, the final decisions. He did the Montero deal himself. I, I don't know if he's going to go three years, one hundred thirty-five million on Verlander. I can tell you that there are some big market teams that have talked to Justin, and he he wants to be paid, and he wants three years. And I think he gets it. That's what I think. Is Jim Crane going to pay it or match it? I don't know. I know Kate Upton was very happy uh, with the Astros, that he was as well. But, you know, could I see him going to New York with the Mets? Yeah, I, I, I could see that happening. Could I see him go to the Dodgers in L.A.? Yep, I could see that happening. As you know, a lot of times in this business – Years and dollars matter. So if the Mets are going to go three years at $145 million and the Astros are going to go two years at, at 80, um, I think he'll be a, a New York Met. Jim Bowden, great as always, man. Uh, thank you so thank much you. for your time. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Right back at you guys. Thank you.